Listener Production. Put your feet up and forget about every buzzword from these unprecedented times. Pivot. The new normal. Social distancing. Your microphone is it's not on. Click on the button with the picture of the microphone. Every time. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, g'day, g'day. Alex Dyson, my crypto coming to good use for once, actually. Really? Why is that, Matt O'Kine? How are you using your fake dog money? Billionaire dog money. <laughs> hey, I actually sent some ETH, some Ethereum to Ukraine. That's good. The official Ukraine government put out a tweet saying, guys, we need money. And crypto will And work. I mean, definitely the founder of Ethereum was like, this is, I would not send money to this. Please be careful. But everyone was like, no, no, no. We did all their checks and everything like that. There was multiple sources saying this is valid. Yeah. The defense ministry has set this up seven days ago. They're asking for funds. So to please do it. And I was like, well, okay. There you go. They're better than getting rugged by some 17-year-old just (laughs) wrecking me, taking the money. So I thought I might as well do something. Good on you for giving back, Matt O'Kine. Hopefully it does go to good use in that situation. Very brave people doing their best to stay positive in a tough, tough time. Hey, big show today. We're going to be joined by an incredible Australian comedian, Mr Luke Heggie will be popping onto the show. Last time we chatted to him, he was stuck in a hotel with his other comedian friend Nick Cody in Perth with a few of the border rules. But I'll tell you what, he's been out and about recently and I bumped into him near my house a few weeks ago. He told me about a thing that I did not know was a thing. Okay, so I'm going to investigate. Matt's been begging to get Luke Heggie on the show ever since this conversation uh, because he wants to have a chat to him about it. And we're going to do just that uh, as he pops by later on ahead of his big shows around Australia at the various comedy festivals. But look, it's a Tuesday. We hope you are well. Let's get stuck in. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, if the rains weren't getting you down... In Brizzy, Alex Dyson had some friends reporting a couple of hooligans rolling around the streets of Brizzy, breaking into houses. Oh, come on. Yeah, they got an attempted burglary on their house. The old break and enter. Yeah, that's it. So uh, they weren't home at the time, but their neighbours actually uh, were just sitting down having lunch, little one o'clock lunch. Wait, are we talking broad daylight here? (laughs) Not even narrow daylight. We're in broad daylight. <laughs> They're having lunch. They hear knock on the door next door. Oh, they've got some visitors. Then they hear smash. <gasps> All right. Then the neighbours run over. They poke their head out the window. They see these guys trying to reach through the front door windows. Like, you know how some doors have windows in them? Yeah. They'd smash that glass trying to get through to the handle to get in. The neighbours go, wait. Then the guys run out quickly and they jump in the car. The neighbours have spotted the number plate. And they've uh, dialed into the cops. The cops said, yeah, it's a stolen Stolen vehicle. So then they jump on the uh, community Facebook page of the suburb that they live in. And then people are saying, oh, yeah, they came by my house as well. Oh, they knocked on my door. You know, it was a real event. They were home, so they answered the door. Well, I don't know. Someone said they knocked on on my door in Street. So I'm assuming they were home, probably said hello, and then they probably went, oh, uh, just looking for the train station, ah, yeah, and ran. Wow. So, And then they said, yeah, someone, they popped up in another suburb as well. Um, so, you know, it's interesting when you think about these things. I mean, little crimes, big crimes still happening, you yep. know, all around the world, or big issues happening. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, people just uh, coming and uh, breaking into your house. Would you call that petty theft? 
I don't know. I don't know. Depends on what they're stealing, really. Well, if it's a dog, then yes. But I got to say, Alex Dyson. I mean, Pet, pets, petty, petty. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I just That's dog napping. I'll tell you what happened there. I didn't understand what you meant. <laughs> I did not pick up on the joke at all, and I thought I'm just going to leave a suitable <laughs> gap so that we can cut that out. <laughs> I just trust that our editor Link will just chop that one like it's the dog's toenails. Okay. Wait. Don't you go stealing jokes from our listeners' ears, mate, all right? They've worked hard for these jokes and I'll be damned if you and old Lincoln Scissorhands starts depriving our audience of my excellent witty puns. Thank you very much. So you got a real good insight into what actually happens on this show just then. Just one of us just goes dead silent and doesn't respond. Leaves the gap. But a big mad shout out to my friend's neighbours who were able to, you know, listening to lunch, mm-hmm. spotting this crime taking place, dialing in, mm. getting down to business, being the real life crime stoppers, you know, that we always hear about. And that's what I thought. I thought, you know what? When have you been a crime stopper? Mm. Have you stopped a break in on your lunch break? You know? <laughs> or well, that's it. something else has given us a call. G'day. How are you, lad? Good, thanks. thanks. Now, uh, we got a couple of texts in about this. Yours was one of them. Someone said, I ordered phone charges from Amazon. They got found in a stolen car and I had to testify in court. (laughs) Has said, uh, I saw a man stop mid-jog to take a dump in a school sports storage bin. You had something a little bit more serious than charges and... And poo joggers. Sports (laughs) and poo joggers. What what happened to you, mate? Well, I live in an apartment complex and... um all the neighbours know each other pretty well. And one day some neighbours moved in. They looked a bit sus, so thought I'd just keep my distance, let them live. Mm-hmm. Then the next week I go to work and um, I walk out in my apartment, go to the elevator, elevator's full of blood. <gasps> what? There's blood. <laughs> there's blood all over the elevator. I'm like, oh, I have an inkling what this one's from. So I walk down the stairs, go to the next level, blood all over the first floor. Oh, oh no, this is this is way more different to the story that I thought <laughs> was above our pay grade here. <laughs> My goodness. This is intense. Anyway, like I was like, I'll let it go and a week later everything sort of seemed to ease up. What? You just went home and forgot about the blood? <laughs> no, the, the cops are already on their way. There's not much else I can do. Okay, okay. And, um, oh, so you called the cops? So the cops were rocking up as I was walking oh, outside. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Right, okay, so, okay. So... So they took control and about a week later, I was like, oh, it's eased up, you know, let it go. I'm a tradie and I went to go to work and uh, all my tools been pinched out of my toolbox in a secured car garage where you can't get in unless, you know, you live in the building. Oh. So I was like, oh, here we go. I was like, no, nah, like, this is not okay. Like, they, can, they can kill someone in the lift. <laughs> <laughs> but if someone touches my tools. Okay. Essentially, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So I called the cops. Cops sort of did nothing because took mm. it on every day. So I was like, all right, I became obsessed. So for the next month, like I studied these guys like no tomorrow. I like made my whole like like a whole folder of just evidence. Like I was obsessed. Um, I went to the cops. So you went with your dossier that you'd been compiling in this yeah, exactly. sting operation. Are you? I mean, yeah. I'm nervous. I'm nervous for you. Are you is this? Are they going to come back and get you? Um, well, I'd say they got got, so... Okay, okay, so go on. When you go, oh, this situation sounds familiar, like 
if I give you a picture, can you ID someone for me? And I was like, oh, you know, like, it's going to be anyone. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, give me a crack. Guy pulls up the photo. I'm like, mate, this guy's living in my building. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. This is like a movie. This has escalated so quickly. They arrest him, but they, we couldn't get the tools back. Oh, oh what? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well, the tools oh. play a bad victim when it comes to that, but I tell you what, that is quite the saga. Thank you so much for having a chat to us. Have you changed career paths now? Are you getting into law enforcement? Well, funny you say that. I'm actually yeah, thinking about joining sometime this year. So what? Uh, You're like, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you got a contact at the yeah. station. Jeez. <laughs> Exactly, so hopefully all the best. Well, keep in touch with us as you go through the cadetship. We'd love to hear from you, but until then, keeping those streets safe, mate. Will do, I'll do my best. Our next act, very good friend of mine, uh, has been uh, doing the comedy circuit for, what, 10 years now, absolutely smashing it. Won his fair share of awards, been nominated for just as many, and it's such a pleasure to welcome him to Matt and Ike's All Day Breakfast. It is Luke Heggie. G'day, Luke. G'day, lads. Thanks for having me. Well, let's just get straight into it, Luke, because last time I saw you, it was very close to where I was living, and we were both getting coffees. I was like, oh. You don't live around here. What's going on? Yeah. And your answer has stuck with me for so long <laughs> that I, I cannot wait to talk to you about this on this show. So what were you doing? Oh, man, my son has taken up a, uh, an unusual sport that I don't think you'd ever guess. It's um, unicycle hockey and he plays what? every Sunday for a few hours, yeah. <laughs> what? Pretty good. Was he cut from the Quidditch team? How did he get onto <laughs> unicycle hockey? Oh, man, this isn't nerd stuff like that. They're, they're not pretending. <laughs> These guys are they're real good. He, like, it's only adults and him. Seriously? So he's the only, like, kid that's playing? There's, like, a 15-year-old boy, but mine's 11, and he, um, yeah, he gets stuck in. He's much smaller, obviously. Mm. He doesn't have the chops. But some of these dudes, they have riding as fast as we could run backwards oh on a unicycle <laughs> and with an ice hockey stick and flicking a tennis ball in. It's just called that. There's no overarching name. Like I'm thinking like polo is like horse hockey. That's just unicycle hockey. They don't need any fancy stuff. Right. Well, it hasn't taken off yet. I'm hoping in our lifetime it's an Olympic sport. Let's let's get to the start of this because I couldn't yeah. wrap my – like yeah. where did the unicycle hockey journey begin? <laughs> yeah, take us, to the, take us to the start of the Mighty Ducks film. It was there <laughs> Hans just sort of on the, uh, on the ice skate machine. Yeah. Um, I bought him a unicycle when he, when he turned 10 for his birthday mm. and uh, he just started riding it. He doesn't care. Like he just rode to the shops. He'll ride down the beach, whatever. <laughs> Why did you buy him a unicycle, though? Like, that's not a common present. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't want a clown for a kid. Don't get me wrong. But, um, <laughs> I had one when I was 10. I thought, oh, right. I'll see if, you know, just a bit of nostalgia. Get him one, see what happens. Mm. Turns out he's real good at it. Like, he just got on pretty much immediately. Yep. Riding around, eating with his hands while he's riding. Like, yep. Our kids try to be <laughs> casual and cool. Is that? <laughs> You're getting angry at him in the lounge room and he's just there like, unicycling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you discipline someone who's on a unicycle? <laughs> oh, you can knock them off, here's it. <laughs> They're not that good. Sure. But, uh, yeah, after a, like a month, mm. he said, oh, can I find some other kids that I can race against? I said, no, there's no other kids who do it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? You're a tool. Well, 
<laughs> I mean, you could get in the Tour de France potentially. Well, actually, funny you say that. Well, after about a month, he said, oh, that. And I said, oh, let's get on the internet and check it out. And um, turns out there's unicycle hockey. That's the first thing that popped up. Went, all right, let's check it out. And he loves it. Wow. Modern kids, they like a sport, you encourage it. What was the first, like, I mean, because I signed up for athletics after I watched the Olympics a couple of years ago and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I went there and I was like... What, adult athletics? Yeah, and I felt yep. like, you know, nervous. Big athletics. Big athletics, exactly. Yeah, not little <laughs> athletics. Um, and, you know, and like, but, but I, I was familiar with it as a thing. Like, what was the first yeah. thing you noticed when you got there? What was the first part of the culture that you were kind of like, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is different. They're absolute. They're just lovely people. They're so nice. They're like really inclusive. It's not. It hasn't been around long enough. It's only about ten years old. This sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all still nice. There's no <laughs> professionalism. Right. Still got that nice um, amateur feel. There is actually this year, and we are potentially going in uh, Grenoble in France. The Unicon. It's like a unicycle convention. It's like unicycle Olympics. They've got all these events, and they just sort of take over the town and. <laughs> There's unicycles everywhere. I got the shops and stuff, and then they do things like long jump, high jump. Um, no, long jump on a unicycle. Yeah, it's just, they do it all. Like it's, I can't wait to go and check it out. Oh my goodness! Oh my, have you gotten the itch back since he's gotten on? Have no. you thought? Have mm. you had a go? Oh, I don't know how you guys are going, but getting old, I'm not revisiting sport. Like it's, <laughs> I'll, I'll get on a bicycle any day, but I yeah. am not. I've seen too many friends snap Achilles. <laughs> I've made a couple of comebacks to soccer in my adult life and just born hamstrings and yeah. been knocked unconscious and shit in a semi-contact. But just, it's a bad idea. You're allowed to socialise without sport and so, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's fine. They keep telling me, I'll get yourself a unicycle start playing. No, that's a hard no. <laughs> well, I can see, you know, you're a relatively cynical or potentially realistic man, Luke. Do you envisage your 11-year-old son on a unicycle growing up to be one of those people who rides a penny farthing around Brunswick? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Like we all have lines that we want drawn and some people drew theirs far before unicycle hockey, but I'm drawing mine here. Yeah, That's it. This is it. No further. Thank you. <laughs> well, no, seriously. I mean, like I, I keep laughing because it's just the most unique story that I've heard in so long and I absolutely love it. So we wish Remy all the best. Uh, yeah. And I genuinely, mate, and I, please, please, I'm begging you, if you go to Unicon, can you be <laughs> the official Matt and Alex correspondent oh, and we'll check yeah, in I'll- with you. Yeah, I'll take my microphone. I'll call in for sure. Yeah, okay, Luke McAvaney calling the long jump in the unicycle would be wonderful. Oh, man, you'll lose your minds. I'll, I'll let there be people doing stunts behind me next time we speak. All right, that's brilliant. Well, Luke, Eggy, um, we wish you all the best. Thank you very much for, for joining us on All Day Breakfast today. Um, if you are in Adelaide, you can check out Luke's show at the Adelaide Fringe. You're going through Gold Coast and Canberra as well as the Melbourne International Comedy Festival as well, man, and uh, making yeah. it to Perth as well. well. This will be first time back in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Last time we talked to you, were you trying to get into Perth? Yeah, you were in a hotel room. You couldn't get out. Oh, yeah. Me and Cody went. We stupidly got <laughs> yeah. a twin room because we thought, oh, we're not going to be here all day. We're doing like five shows and then just come home. To- and then we're stuck there for a couple of days like a pair of boarding <laughs> kids or something. <laughs> twin room. 
<laughs> well, well, look, hopefully you get a bit quicker in and out next time when you're at the Astor Theatre there in Perth. And then, of course, Sydney and uh, rounding it out at Brisbane Comedy Festival as well in late May. So please check out lukeheggy.com for all the info on the new show, You're Stupid. Yep. And if this conversation <laughs> has inspired you to get into either unicycle hockey or another sport that, you know, isn't that well known, please get in touch with us at matt.m.alex. Luke Heggy. Always such a pleasure, and we'll catch you on the uh, on the circuit next time. Right, eh? see you, lads. Thanks very much. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Oh, Matt, it's always good to catch up with old friends, isn't it? Oh, God, it depends. How old? <laughs> How old are we talking here? Oh, I'd say probably about the same age as me, minus a month. Well, I'll tell you what, I got into a little Facebook argument with um, a guy I went to school with over the weekend. I hadn't talked to him for a while. Really? He's living over in Norway. He's visiting Australia. It's been some terrible weather. And I thought, oh, I might say g'day, you know? Right. The thing about this guy, have I ever told you about the time that the goalkeeper scored against me? Yeah, yeah. When I was the goalkeeper? <laughs> Yeah, the goalkeeper at the opposite end kicked it out. You ran towards it, but it bounced and went no, over your head no, and into the goals. No, no, there was a defender. My <laughs> defender, Lachlan, was supposed to head it. The ball had gone so high and so far, he got a little bit scared. He ducked his head. Then it bounced. Oh. Then it bounced over my head. Because I know as a goalkeeper, you're meant to kick out, but you always gave it to the defender to kick out because you couldn't get it up off the ground. And would okay, often... can we stop talking about my shortcomings as a goal? Anyway, the point is I was trying to catch up nicely with my friend who I hadn't seen for a while on Facebook, yep. but he just brings up the fact that, oh, as a goalkeeper, you're, it's your job to be worrying about the ball, not me heading it out. And so we ended up getting into a big beef about this. <laughs> what, on Facebook? 20 years later, we're still arguing about it. It was his fault. He should have done it. All I wanted to say is, hope the weather's not too bad seeing as you haven't come home for two years. But no, suddenly we're sending gifts about defenders ducking their heads at balls and blah, blah, blah. Anyways. <laughs> It's his fault. He needed to bloody head the ball. You put your body on the line. Okay, now, sorry. Who were you catching up with? I caught up with my old friend, Barry Crocker, on the weekend. (laughs) What has Baz been up to? He gets around, doesn't he? Oh, he does. He does. He was in the crowd at that soccer game that I'm talking about. Yeah, well, (laughs) I didn't know that Baz was getting into real estate because I, after a very very long, you know, weekend of campaigning. I know I was putting in the kilometres. I'm sure we'll have an yeah. update from the campaign trail as to exactly what happened. But ended up after a day, it was about five to six hours of driving on this final day where I finally get home about 7.30, 8 o'clock at night mm. to the apartment that I'm living in. And um, I was like, I've got to remember my keys. I'm going back and forth from Warnable a lot at the moment. I remembered my keys, which is great. Don't want to do that. Oh, okay. I thought that's where this was going. So oh, no, 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 no. I'm I re- very relieved for you. I remembered my keys. That was fine. Go to open the door. It's not opening. I'm like, Jesus, this is like jammed or something. Keep going. I realise, oh, no, there's two locks on our door, right? I'm opening the bottom one. That's the one we use. The other one's a deadbolt. While I was away, the real estate agents had conducted their own inspection of the oh, house no. and on their way out no. had locked the other lock that we don't use. Oh, no. And so I didn't have a key. And I tell you what, <laughs> Barry wasn't there to let me in. He was <laughs> keeping it 
Very, very close. So what did you do? Did you have to go to a friend's house or did you go to a hotel or did you go to a real estate agent? I knocked on the neighbour's door because I needed somewhere to sit to figure this out and they're very nice people. I'm not super friends with them yet, but we're friendly in the lifts and that sort of thing. And I went in and they're like, oh, no, oh, no, sit down here, have a beer. And I'm like, okay, great. Call the building manager. It's a Saturday night. He's... 70 kilometres away and it's a $400 fee to call out fee. Yeah. After I'm sure you've only paid a few bucks on petrol, six hours drive at two bucks a (laughs) kilometre these days. If you use your discount receipt, it's $199 per (laughs) litre. So the neighbours very nice. They go, we just made up the spare bed. You can crash in there. And I told Ian Dyson about it and uh, God bless that man's soul. He jumped on the uh, the 7am train (laughs) the next morning and came up and let me in with his spare set of keys, which had one of oh, each. Oh, so you slept on the neighbor's couch. And in the night, I'm sleeping on it. I am literally asleep and dreaming, but the legs of the couch that were there folded in and the bed like fell down at a right angle <laughs> as if it was some booby trap and I would like <laughs> slide out. Sliding down to the <laughs> crocodile pit. To the crocodile pit below. <laughs> All day breakfast. Hopefully uh, you can get into your house tonight after listening to this episode. But thank you very much for joining us here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. It's always a pleasure. And don't forget, you can always keep in touch with us at matt.and.alex on Instagram. Absolutely right. It's there for you any time of day or night. We're going to get out of here, but we'll see you for another big show tomorrow. Catch you later. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.